What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Guess what, Mango? What's that, Will? I know you know I'm a big candy corn fan. I'm super excited Halloween's coming up. But did you know that candy corn used to be called chicken feed? What? <laughs> According to Better Homes and Gardens, the revolutionary tricolor candy was invented by a company called Wonderly Candy Company. Isn't that a great name? Mm-hmm. In Philadelphia, this was back in 1880. And do you know what the original slogan was? No, I don't. <laughs> Something worth crowing for, which actually, <laughs> as I'm saying that aloud, do chickens crow? I mean, they're both birds. I guess you're right. And it's the perfect slogan for chicken feed. And it's just the first of nine Halloween theme facts we've got for you today. Let's dive in. Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Part-Time Genius. I'm Will Pearson, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Mangesh Hatikader. And on the other side of the soundproof glass, dressed up in his homemade costume, I, th- I think he's a dentist? Is that what he is? Like? <laughs> I think so. Is our friend and producer, Tristan McNeil. It's an impressive costume, whatever it is. And back from vacation, joining us on the phone is our brilliant researcher, Gabe Luzier. Hey there, Gabe. Hey, guys. Nice to be back. Thanks for having me on. All right. Well, let's talk some Halloween facts. I know I usually let somebody else go first, but I'm not done talking about candy corn. So if you don't (laughs) mind, I'm going to kick this thing off. So did you know it actually wasn't started as a Halloween candy? In fact, as late as 1957, Brock's was advertising it as this summertime candy. And, And I guess it makes sense because corn is kind of a summertime food. But I do have some really important statistics to share with you guys. So according to a study, 43% of people eat it at the narrow end first, 10% eat it at the wider end first, and 47% of people just pop the whole kernel in their mouths. Who doesn't just pop the whole kernel in their mouths? <laughs> I eat it from the, the narrow end. Do you really? Yeah. Gabe, how do you eat it? I honestly just try to avoid eating it altogether. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Well, now you at least know the percentages. Okay. So, uh, so there's my first fact. Mango, you want to go next? So this comes from our friend uh, Stacy Conrad, but she told me that trick or treaters in Des Moines can't just say trick or treat and expect to get like candy shoved into their pillowcases. They actually have to tell jokes for their treats. And apparently the tradition started in the 30s when there was this outbreak of Halloween vandalism. The director of recreation around there decided to encourage more constructive Halloween activities. So here's actually what he told residents, quote, eats should be given only if such a trick as a song, a poem, a stunt or a musical number, either solo or in group participation is presented. 80 years later, the tradition still continues. And while the poems, stunts and musical numbers have kind of gone out of style, Kids still tell jokes for their candies. So this is common all over Des Moines? I guess so. Oh, wow. I'd never heard that before. Yeah, me either. That's a, that's a pretty good one. All right, Gabe. So you're back from vacation. Hopefully you're not too rusty. You got a fact for us? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, this one actually is in a, you know, a similar vein to, uh, you know, a public stand against Halloween nuisances. So Silly String is actually banned in Hollywood on Halloween night. And this is according to a, a Los Angeles Municipal Code Ordinance that passed in 2004. And it states that anyone caught selling or using or even possessing silly string between midnight October 31st and noon November 1st can be fined up to $1,000. And the reason for that is that over 100,000 people routinely flock to Hollywood Boulevard on Halloween night looking for something to do and that something often includes, you know, buying silly string from street vendors and <laughs> wreaking havoc. Not only that, but, you know, there are also environmental concerns. Big clumps of silly string, as well as the empty cans, have a tendency to clog storm drains and eventually float out to sea, since LA's drains empty directly into the Pacific Ocean. Wow, this is a big issue. I had never heard this either. Yeah, me either. Good job. That was a good fact. All right, let me see what I have next here. I've got a really important fact about... Halloween Eve. So I actually didn't realize how many people around the world have a name for Halloween Eve. There was a poll by the Cambridge Online Survey, and they were looking at if people had a name for it. So 75% of people don't call Halloween Eve anything. But 25% of people have names for it. It was kind of fun to look at the list. So there's some that we've heard of before. There's Beggar's Night, Mischief Night, Devil's Night, Gate Night, Trick Night, but two that I have never heard before. In New England, many people call it Cabbage Night. And uh, in parts of New Jersey, they call it Goosey Night. <laughs> you ever heard that? Goosey Night, no. no. All right, Mango, what do you have next? So this is about a Halloween mass. And in 1996, Spirit Halloween, which is a chain, started keeping track of their political mass sales. And they've picked up on this odd trend. They realized that whichever candidate's mass sold more, the candidate would win the election. And since 1996, all six elections have gone in the direction of the more popular mask. And Trump sold 55% of the mask to Hillary's 45%. Wow. I'm actually kind of surprised he didn't outsell her even more, you know? Yeah. But, um, but anyway, that's, uh, that's really interesting. All right, Gabe, what do you have next? Okay. So this is a fact that I was really surprised to learn. Uh, apparently there are not one, but two cities in the United States that both claim to be the Halloween capital of the world. And the first is Salem, Massachusetts, and, you know, that makes sense. It's the home of the famous Salem witch trial, so it definitely has some creepy cred in its favor. But the other is Anoka, Minnesota. And strangely enough, Anoka claims to be the capital because it was the first city in the U.S. to throw a Halloween celebration in order to stop kids from, you know, sowing mischief around the town like soaping up people's windows and tipping over outhouses. 
1920, the Anoka Commercial Club and the Anoka Kiwanis Club threw a big celebration that included a parade, a bonfire, booths, drinks, and, you know, of course, candy. And it later expanded the event to include other things like pillow fights, costume contests, and even a fireworks display. Uh, and the event is actually still being held in Anoka, and it has been every year since, with the exception of a brief hiatus during World War II, when citizens had, you know, bigger things to worry about than kids edging their houses. Hmm. The Halloween capitals, the competing Halloween <laughs> capitals of the U.S. That's very interesting. I'd, I'd never heard that. All right, we've each got one fact left, and I've, I've saved what I think may be my best for last, even though it's not about candy corn. It's about Houdini, who appropriately died on Halloween. I don't know if you guys knew this. So he was rushed to the hospital a week before October 31st, but then he ended up dying on October 31st. Now, his death was the result of a ruptured appendix. And doctors were able to remove the appendix, but the damage had already been done. And, you know, there's some speculation that the rupture was due in part to a man that was punching him in the stomach repeatedly to see if he could live up to the rumors that he could withstand hard punches to the abdomen. Now, Houdini's wife would hold seances every year on October 31st to remember him. This happened for about 10 years after his death. All right, Mango, one last fact from you. So this isn't a Halloween fact per se, but it is one about candy and and maybe also a cautionary tale. So you know in the movie Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, there's that character Violet Beauregard Mm -hmm. who's always chewing gum. So according to the UK paper, The Express, sugarless gum didn't produce the right bubbles. So she spent nine weeks on set chewing regular gum, which resulted in 13 cavities after filming. Wow. All right. You, you closed pretty strong with that one, I think. So, Gabe, you want to bring it home? Yeah. And I actually, I do want to end on a creepy one. Uh, this is one of the creepiest things I came across, actually. And that's that the candy industry influenced daylight saving time. You know, the actual dates when daylight saving time occurred. Right. And this is according to Michael Downing, the author of Spring Forward, The Annual Madness of Daylight Saving Time. It's a great title, by the way. <laughs> but um, the candy industry is actually the reason that DST was extended by four weeks, beginning in 2007. He told NPR, quote, For 25 years, candy makers have wanted to get trick-or-treat covered by daylight saving, figuring that if children have an extra hour of daylight, they'll collect more candy. In fact, they went so far during the 1985 hearings on daylight saving as to put candy pumpkins on the seat of every senator, hoping to win a little favor. (laughs) And the creepiest part about this is that it worked. The candy industry eventually got their way. In 2005, President Bush signed a bill into law that extended daylight saving time to include Halloween. And, you know, supposedly the golf and barbecue industries are also said to have been in on this this push for extending it. Hmm. I mean, it is pretty smart, and I do like those candy uh, pumpkins. They're pretty good, too. Yeah. Tastes kind of like candy corn, but totally different shapes. All right, Gabe, uh, you know, Mango and I are always deciding who the winner is, but you've done this with us a few times now, so I'm going to let you decide who takes the crown today. Oh, man, that's that's a lot of pressure. And, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn or anything, but that last fact was pretty creepy, and this is a Halloween episode, so... Uh, I like his confidence, so we'll uh, we'll agree to that. We'll give it to you, Gabe. Congratulations. Congrats, Gabe. Thank you guys for listening today. We'll be back with a full-length episode tomorrow.
Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings.